Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. Let's get this started. She's on the phone. I'm so happy to have her back. Hadn't spoken to her in a long time. Dr. Bisa, as B-I-S-A. She is a best-selling author, experienced education authority with four degrees. And we're going to talk about those degrees. I only got one, a math degree, and a renowned public speaker. Dr. Bisa is a best-selling author of the paid, P-A-I-D, Educator. Ten professional ways to supplement your teaching salary. If this is not perfect timing, I don't know what it is. Everybody going back to school. She trains, mentors, and coaches educators about how to increase their professional earnings using her PAID method. She is the go-to expert for those educators who love teaching but want to use their skills to make more money. Money, 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 money beyond the classroom. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation Masterclass, Dr. Bisa Batten-Lewis or Dr. Bisa. Welcome to my show, Dr. Bisa. Thank you so much, Rashawn. It's always a pleasure to be with you. Well, you know, I, I, you know, I called you a little bit before the show. You said, Rashawn, okay, is, is it six? Is it six? Because I, uh, I got a session I'm doing right up to six o'clock. You know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out now, Dr. Bisa, when do you take a break now? Tell us about how your day starts now. Because you, you were busy all the way up to this interview. Talk to us about that. Yes. So I actually, I'm so happy you asked me that because I start my day off in the mornings with, um, you know, once I start working, that is, after my morning meditation, everything. I start off with with me catching up on emails and uh, paperwork that I have to do. I try my best not to schedule any meetings before 11 a.m., noon if I can help it, because I need time to set up my day. And I also try my best on Mondays and Fridays not to schedule any uh, virtual meetings or if or in person if I can, because I need Monday to set my week, right. and I need Friday to close my week so that through the weekend I'm not thinking of what I needed to do. Well, you know, I always talk about stress on this show, how to overcome stress. You know, I deal with stress and you know, society. You said morning meditation. Now, now I may be doing the same thing. Tell us what exactly morning meditation, because you rarely hear people talk about that. And they may be doing it different ways than you're doing it. We need to understand that we do have to set aside time. We have to slow it down and control the elements, because once you open that door, it comes in hard and strong. Yes, like a flood. So mine, mine starts with prayer. I'm, I'm a, you know, a granddaughter of a preacher, of a pastor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mine definitely starts with prayer. And uh, I try to make sure I'm not saying the same prayer over and over, but I am saying a, a, an intentional prayer uh, to God. And then I start with just silence. 
meaning, you know, no TV, you know, we're so quick to grab our phones as soon as we wake up and scroll social media, check emails. I try to have just that moment of silence Mm -hmm. to myself because you're right. Once you open the door, it's a flood of emails, a flood of social, Mm -hmm. you know, everything gets started. Your day is busy all day. So that morning meditation for me starts with prayer and again, silence. Right. So let's let's go back about you. Let's tell your story a little bit here. So before we get into why I brought you on the show to provide information to my listeners and viewers who are around this world, I want to know how to get ahead. You know, they want to understand how they can make money. And you tied to the teaching profession. And we know that COVID really, really uh, laid a, a ugly hand on the mental psyche. Of, uh, of the teaching industry. Now, talk about your education, and then we're going to talk about the COVID experience and then moving past the COVID experience. Give us some background on you. Yes, yeah, so I started out uh, as an elementary teacher. I taught first grade. Before that, I was a paraprofessional teacher assistant as I was finishing college. Uh, after teaching first grade for a few years, I moved on up to the college level and start, started teaching at my alma mater, HBCU, uh, Albany State University mm-hmm. down in Albany, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, early childhood education is what I taught. Then I moved to the technical college, Albany Technical College. I was a dean of early childhood education and over uh, the general core programs as well. Uh, managed child care centers at both, in both that role at Albany Tech and Albany State. And that's what led me to the preschool part of early care and education. So the rest of my career, I pretty much spent teaching others how to work with young children and build quality programs for young children. Now you got two degrees at Albany state and then two degrees at the university of Georgia, correct? Yes. Uh, early childhood education, bachelor's and master's at Albany state. And then at UGA, I earned a, a second master's of education in adult education. And uh, my doctor's in adult education with a focus on uh, community college leadership. I'm going to tell you something, Dr. Beasley. I was tied with my one math degree. I I wanted to get away from school so bad. I, it took me seven years to get that one math degree. I'm just be honest with you. Sound like you got about four degrees in your seven years. Now I I was a sophomore all the way up to my fourth four and a half year. I was still a sophomore, so I I was just in college. Just I don't know if I was doing the right things, but I know I wasn't advancing. So what what about education? You know, uh, uh, were, you, were you inspired by your parents? Were you inspired by your teachers to pursue that level of education? I believe I was inspired, interestingly, I was inspired by the barriers mm. of, you know, I noticed that people listen to you more based on your credential level. That's true. That's true. Because if people with a bachelor or master's or no degree could do some of the work that I do, mm-hmm. but the, I could not get into those same rooms or gain the same attention. So whether I'm providing professional development or speaking or keynoting for school principals, college presidents, you know, legislators, whoever I'm talking to, I'm, I'm comfortable, comfortable and confident uh, in that space. And they're and, and they and I gained that listening ear because of those degrees. So sometimes that those papers just help you get in the room, honestly. We'll be right back with more money making conversations. Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. HBCUs represent black excellence. If you attend or are an alumnus of an HBCU, we want to hear about your story. The My HBCU Story Digital Library will allow current HBCU students and alumni to share their stories. More information is available at hbcucollegeday.com. You can upload a photo. The photo can be recent or from when you attended your HBCU. More information is available at hbcucollegeday.com. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. I'll be honest with you, that's true now. Because I tell people I got a math degree, they cringe and go, ooh. I, I, I swear to they always give me that, ooh, a math degree. Man. And I tell you right now, don't ask me if I know no, no, doing no math right now. You know, I, I, I can count money really well. You start getting into these <laughs> equations, it's, it could be a fight because I think you're trying to embarrass me. You know what I'm saying, Dr. Mesa? And so yeah, because your boy. Like reading, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, your boy is struggling right now because, but he has a math degree on that wall, and I will point over that with pride because it took a lot of hard work and a lot of skill to be able to pull that off. Now, you're in the education profession, and that's teachers. And we know how important this teachers are, but we also know that teachers are underpaid. Why is that? People don't always see our value. And, you know, I, I really got excited during COVID because I thought that, well, we all noticed that people saw us as essential workers, right? Educators, preschool provides as essential workers. Because people, parents at home couldn't handle their own children, the one or two they had. And now, you know, we have, teachers have 20 in the classroom, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for a little while, we thought we were getting, you know, the respect back. But you know, <laughs> people quickly forgot. <laughs> uh, and I remember I was at an, an event at an event recently, and even though I'm not a teacher in the classroom anymore, I'm high, you know, I highly respect the profession, and I still train teachers and administrators. And at the event, um, someone said to me, you, you like a teacher. Are you a school teacher? And I said, oh, I do like a teacher. And then I said, well, she said, oh, I'm sorry. They apologized to me, Rashawn, thinking that they insulted me. Right, right, right. Oh, Never, but, 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 but maybe, what is it like a teacher? What, what are you doing? It's like, a, you know, a doctor has a bedside manner. OK. And, you know, what 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 skills are you passing out there? You know, uh, I'm trying to remember what my teacher did for me that that I would look at you and go, are you a teacher? Are you, are you a teacher? You know, you know, are you are you pulling out a napkin and patting little kids and foreheads or are you correcting the English? What are you doing out there, Dr. Pisa? Right, I think she was looking at the way I was dressed and you know, thinking that you know. But, oh no! Yeah, oh no! Don't you, don't you, don't you put that on no teacher the way they dress. I don't even know how teachers dress now. So I, you that's just go. But when you have four degrees, that's a lot of education. So you gonna act a little bit different than Rashawn McDonald will act. I would tell you. I'm talking to Dr. Bisa. She's well renowned, best-selling author, experienced education authority with four degrees, two at HBCU, and then she went up to dog country. UGA got two more degrees, yeah. and I gotta tell you, I'm overwhelmed and by the fact that 
it took me seven years to get my one degree. And uh, and a minor. I'm going to throw that out there. Social minor in sociology. I take credit for that. Got a 4.0. 4.0 in sociology. Changed my life. That was one of the degrees that opened my mind to life. Because that's why, that's why I have so much respect because of the fact that I would not be sitting here without my teachers seeing value in me, Dr. Mesa. And I, and I think that that's where we miss it in as far as education. And now you see artificial intelligence coming in. Do you think mm-hmm. AI will supplement some of the roles that teachers are playing today? Oh, definitely not. And, and, I, and the reason I say that is because you still need that, those experiences in the, in the human mind. So, you know, a lot of people are afraid of AI. I embrace it. I love artificial intelligence. I think it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's all about the way it's used. But what I do think is that it forces education to change. Education, especially in America, it needs to be transformed. It needs to be transformed what is not just about writing papers and essays and doing research and theory, but it's about practice. And so now, as you may have seen on social media, a lot of videos going around where uh, faculty are saying, hey, you know, we can tell now we have this tool to use to see if you use AI to write your paper. Right. Well, maybe not assign as many papers these days because it's really not about what you write. It's about what you practice. So more practice-based uh, uh, performance behavior, practice-based and performance more than just papers. And technical colleges have been doing that forever. Now universities are forced to do the same because at the end of the day, your employer wants to know whether you can perform the duties and not just write about them. That's important. I remember when I worked at IBM, and you know, IBM they you know they hired me. I was undergraduate. Did they hire me full time and my math degree? But I remember they started going to more liberal art degrees. It wasn't about the technical; it's about how they understood the role and responsibilities of communication. Because in the end, mm-hmm. communication is still the key, and that's what you're saying. By AI, can't can't replace that communication, that hands on, that that confusion that a child will have oftentimes when they're trying to understand the lessons that are put in front of them. But the thing that I was reading you, the information that was sent to me, I want you to let everybody hear this correctly. Nationwide data shows teacher pay isn't keeping up with inflation, declining over the last decade. You hear me? The very, the very, the people that we need to move this country forward, educate our youth, take them to middle school, then to adulthood. Teachers are making $3,600 less on average than they did 10 years ago. And just for inflation. You know, I I guess I can keep asking that question over and over again, Dr. Sabisa. Within your industry, are teachers leaving the industry or are they? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sorry, Sean. I didn't mean You jumped right on in this. I I, I may have had some more to say, but you said we shouldn't stop all this madness. We out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They they, they are. They they are leaving and uh, almost half of them at at this point are are Mm -hmm. leaving or have left the profession. Mm -hmm. You know, one thing that COVID taught everyone is that there's life outside of work. Right. The more people are choosing remote work, more people are traveling more. I, I think I saw, I know I saw online that over five, there were over 500,000 applications in Georgia alone uh, for passports this year. Mm. And the end of the year is not even here, here yet because people now know that life again is this outside of work. So they're traveling more. Mm-hmm. And yes, teachers are finding other things they can do. They're making more money right. and they don't have to deal with some of the misbehaviors and some of the, um, you know, the expectations come. Well, you know, it, it, it was with, two things. Yeah. You you got the kids you got to deal with, and sometimes the parents are worse mm-hmm. than the kids. You you know, you, yes. you think the parents about to come in there and defend you 
from a from a, a disciplined standpoint, they were there. You don't talk to my child like that. You don't touch my child. Mm-hmm. It, it's really, and that's where the confusion comes in because if, mm-hmm. and that's where the the teachers lose respect when the parent won't give them the right to, you know, with a with a discipline their kid. We're not talking about physically disciplining kid, but being able to tell your child to sit down. And if you don't sit down, there's some repercussions that come with that. And the parent coming in, you can't tell my child to sit down. That's what the problem is. We'll be right back. I'm going to go to break, Dr. Bisa. Uh, I'm going to ask some people to call in. They want to call in and talk to you. We'll be right back with more Dr. Bisa on Money Making Conversation Masterclass. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rushan McDonald. HBCUs represent black excellence. If you attend or are an alumnus of an HBCU, we want to hear about your story. The My HBCU Story Digital Library will allow current HBCU students and alumni to share their stories. More information is available at hbcucollegeday.com. You can upload a photo. The photo can be recent or from when you attended your HBCU. More information is available at hbcucollegeday.com. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Well, the reason I brought it on the show is it just felt like perfect timing. You know, we're going to back into back to school. This is a time you start seeing all type of uh, notices that, you know, watch how you drive, uh, be aware, school is coming, and, you know, children are, and parents are trying to drop off their kids, which means that certain areas where you were zipping by suddenly going to be backed up because certain schools, especially elementary schools, they have to back up, drop off their kids to release them to go into the school and then in the evening pick them back up. Well, my friend, I'm calling my friend, Dr. Bisa, has saw ways to look at teachers who have this this tremendous skill set, not only while they're teaching and also if they decide to leave prof- the profession, there are ways they can increase their inc- income or enhance their income. Am I correct in saying that, Dr. Bisa? Yes, you are. I, I never want to encourage people. I want to make sure people understand I'm not telling teachers to leave the, the profession, but there are ways you can make money beyond the classroom, whether you're in the profession or not. Yes. Should we, because uh, I don't want to, you know, you, you, well, first of all, break down what do you do and how do you offer um, opportunities for individuals who are curious to find how can they reach you? Yes. So uh, I do a podcast, a paid educator podcast, and uh, my website, you know, I know uh, Sean will give it out, but it is drbisa.com, B-R-B-I-S-A.com. And so there's a podcast. I have coaching opportunities. I have events. 
Um, I'm booked for keynotes often. And uh, the, the the PAID, people should understand that it's not just about money because teachers will, you know, call up in, the, in a hole if they think that it's only about money because right. we love personal services. And so P is for prospects. Uh, who will do business with you? What are you thinking? What, what skills do you have uh, to offer? Uh, the A is for allies who can support you and be your ally in building your, your business. Uh, I is for information. What more do you need to know to uh, make this uh, a, a, a business and something that is marketable? And then the D is for dollars. How much money can you make and making sure that you do know uh, information about uh, the, the funds? So, you know, PAID is an acronym. And if you, if you do the PAI, you know your prospect allies and information the, the dollars will come the d will come right because it's always about multiple streams of income um, it is. now a, a teacher can be overwhelmed you know can you tell me like you say well, Sharon, i wake up and i meditate i don't know if you were meditating as a teacher because you had to get to school real fast and mm-hmm. deal with these students and then uh, get back and and i'll be honest with you my daughter, I felt I was doing homework for the teacher. It was, it was so much work that was being brought home to me. I was trying to figure out what was the teacher doing. Now, mm-hmm. what is the role of a teacher in modern-day education today? Yes. Oh, great question. So um, I want to make sure I say this, too. Meditation can be music, whatever. Mm-hmm. Writing to work, listen to music. To me, that's mm-hmm. meditation. That's what I did a lot when I was uh, heading to work or listening to a book online So uh, on, the, uh, on your, um, your radio. And so what, uh, for me, um, when it comes to uh, working in your profession, it is important, Rashawn, that you are thinking about what your skills are, right? Right. And you asked about, uh, you know, what might your skills be? Teachers need to think about what their quality skills are that they offer. Mm-hmm. And uh, as an educator, it's important that we know that our job is to guide learning, right? So right. to guide learning, that is what we should do. And whether, you know, I know we have textbooks and, you know, we have uh, websites and we have our curriculum. And we're not teaching that word for word, page by page, but we're looking at, we're assessing the children in our program or in our classroom to see what their needs are. And then we are developing our plan, our lesson plan to guide their learning. So I think that's what people need, people need to understand to guide their learning. And, um, Sometimes we think that, you know, we can drill information into children. No, we need to make sure that we're providing experiences to guide their learning, their skills and abilities. You know, it's like my daughter, when she graduated from college, you know, she graduated with honors. We were so proud of her. And it was like digital media. And so uh, and she, she ran out there looking for a job. And then, but then I told her, be patient. Be, and I think that in any profession, you have to realize that, you have to deal with options. And that's what you're basically talking about right now, options, being able to see beyond what you're doing currently for the opportunities that may be available to your skill set. So she got another job, a couple other jobs, and then all of a sudden she fell into the job doing RFPs, RFPs. And I went, mm. I said, oh, okay. I said, I said, hold up now. I said, I know this is not graphic, but you're you into something really unique here now, RFPs. And so she really loved it. She really got into it, and, and she became a value. People started, you know, job-seeking her out, you know, headhunters and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. now basically that's what you're saying. You know, she may have gotten this degree over here, graduated with honors and all this good stuff, but then another opportunity came over here that she's very comfortable with, and she can use her skills of digital media in there, but the title right now is RFPs, and we know that that's a position that's going to always be in high demand. 
correct? Yes. Oh, yeah. People love uh, those requests for proposals are so important. I, I was spent you know, yesterday writing a grant proposal. And so people people don't always have that writing skill set. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to connect all the dots. So, mm-hmm. you know, yes, you know, writing proposals is always something that you can definitely make money doing. So I love that she found her skill set. And that's what the P is about, Rashawn, is finding your prospects, making a list of mm-hmm. how you can. What are your skills to make money doing uh, what you do best? For me, it was curriculum. What my uh, superpower was when I was in a classroom, I could always find a creative way to teach a standard or teach a skill. And I provided these great innovative activities, creative activities for children in all the different subject areas. And in first grade, we had to teach eight subjects, right? Right. So eventually, you know, later I was able to uh, make that the skill set that I used to put out there. Now, that's how I came out with WEANS. Uh, the whole curriculum, Wings curriculum, is supposed <laughs> to five-year-olds and it's used in 30 states. But that's my superpower. I Thank you. I chose 12 themes, one for each month. And for every week, four weeks of the month, there is a, sub, a subtitle or a, a study. And so using those themes to teach standards in all the different learning domains for children. Again, that's my superpower. And now it's in 30 states. So I know just like your daughter, everyone who's listening out there, think about hone in what is your superpower and how can you monetize it? Okay, because now, someone out there needs it. Now, Dr. Beza, I see right down here, you said it, grant writing. Now, do you, do you hire your services or this just grant writing for your projects? nonprofits. I, I used to do it for others, but it, it's something that I, I no longer do that for others, but I do it for our Black Child Development Institute Atlanta. It's a nonprofit that mm-hmm. um, I'm happy to work with. And uh, we support Black children and families, ages zero to eight. We mainly work with adults, children who have young children in their lives, showing them how to build programming and uh, support families and young children in a culturally responsive, culturally relevant way. And so I use that same skill set I mentioned uh, when it comes to curriculum and experiences, activities for young children. And I'm able to replicate that superpower and use it for others to learn how to work with black children and their families appropriately. That's awesome. Uh, before I go, now go into drbisa.com. That's D-R-B-I-S-A.com. There's a guide that you offer complimentary that one can download. What exactly is that guide when they go to the website? Yes, so um, I actually came out with a um, a journal. So the, when the Paid Educator came out in 2020, uh, January 2020, it was a bestseller. You know, yay, thank you, everyone. <laughs> Who knew that COVID was coming, you know, three, two months later? But um, I launched a journal uh, following that so that people would have a roadmap and they could plan. So maybe that's what they do during the meditation time in the morning. They get up and they work on one section of their journal because it allows you to think about the, your prospects, allies, information dollars. And they think about, okay, this is my skill, digital media, and they have questions that they have to answer to help them to develop a plan, which leads to monetizing their superpower. Yes, the paid method is trademarked, by the way, P-A-I-D method trademark. She is the go-to expert for those educators who who love teaching but want to use their skills to make more money beyond the classroom. Again, as we wrap this up, Dr. Beza, how can we get in touch with you who are listening to this show? Thank you for the opportunity. Yes, drbisa.com, D-R-B-I-S-A.com is my website. And all of my social media, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. Well, now Twitter is X. Uh, but all of I know. Is, uh, I got those stuff the other day. How did they slip that in on me? I, I just said X. I was reading the article. It went, now Twitter's not called X. Huh? 
it's crazy. I hope they change, they think they change that. But um, <laughs> all of the, all of my social media is, doc, is at Dr. Bista. Uh, yeah, so much is happening. But you know, you can find, and that's one of the skills I teach when I'm coaching in my right. in my online course as well, Rashawn. Make sure everywhere on social media you're consistent. That you don't have you don't have different uh, handles out there that people can find you. Well, you know, the thing about it is that I'm glad you brought that up, the word consistency, because I always talk about my staff, too, about being consistency, being consistent, make designs look consistent, make fonts look consistent, because everybody wants to, well, you know, I want to change. I don't want it to look like different over here. No, consistent is what drives the train of reality. Consistent is what people gain trust in if they feel you know how to replicate something and i think that's part of your mentorship that you're talking about is that you're talking about sitting down with individuals who are talented but offering advice and and also teaching them the value of consistency means that there can be profit tied to that consistency correct Mm-hmm. Definitely, yes. Uh, and that's how people, you get referred. I don't care how much you are on, how much marketing you have or that you pay for. People, that word of mouth, that's the best reference because people want to know who has worked with you. And you can get all of your business and you can have a full-time income on just referrals if you work with integrity, honesty, and trust. Okay, cool. I want to say this before I go, Dr. Bisa, because of the fact that, you know, you, you come on my show and you – and you offer information to a profession that doesn't get respected, that's underpaid. And and, and it's very important that on this show is that this is about uplift. This is about motivation. First of all, telling the SD do in the military, uh, you thank you for your service. We should in some ways say the same thing for teachers who are educating our children mm-hmm. because of the fact that they're taking a, 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 a blank slate, a blank slate. And nowadays it's incredible because the violence that's out there, not only just to go to school, you have to go into schools with metal detectors are put in place. It's just such a different system that's in place nowadays. It's ridiculous. And the rules are changing. So, so if you, as you project the, the teaching system, because like you said, Rashawn, I'm still in the game of teaching. Mm-hmm. Where do you see education going? I definitely see more of uh, technology being used, but again, I don't see it re- being a replacement. I see more technology being used because uh, during COVID, it was almost as if it was the first time that a lot of people utilized certain technology. Zoom was already out there. I was already using Zoom before COVID, but people discovered what they didn't know before. Mm-hmm. So now that they are aware of it, there'll, there'll definitely be more use of technology. Um, and then if you make learning more interesting, a lot of the safety issues, behavior issues that we have and those that you just mentioned, we don't have to worry about those so much because children, students are enjoying education a lot more. Mm-hmm. When it's more remote and it's just writing this and writing that and this paper and that paper, they hate to go to school. They hate math class. But if you make it more fun, relatable to real life, then they're more excited about it. So if you're using AI for that, ask AI, you know, chat GPT or whichever one you want to use on Bing. So you're not running from AI. You're, 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 no. you're funny to me. No, stop it. Stop it. No. But you know, okay. First of all, you know, we already fight. Let's talk from a minority's perspective. Okay. You know, minorities or let me just say blacks or people of color because they're not women. White women are now considered minorities. So when I say that term, mm-hmm. I have to kind of like put a disclaimer on that. You know, mm-hmm. blacks, you know, we generally mm-hmm. are the lower paid. We generally are the last hired or the first released. You know, we don't have the tech training that we would want to, to, to compete. And so, so 
when I say that, I, I see myself, I see these robots just going down these assembly lines. I have to consider that AI. Then that's replacing people who, who got these well-paid jobs physically. You don't, you don't see how do we, how as a, as a community that's always underserved from an economic and job employment uh, opportunities, how do we, re, how do we overcome the AI imbalance that's coming our way? I love that you asked me that question. I just had my family, one of my family reunions a couple of weekends ago. And, you know, coming from a, a family that's, you know, deep into uh, the word, uh-huh. uh, some of my cousins were like afraid of AI and they thought it was a devil and all of that. And I explained to them, I said, that's how we're, we're, we're oppressed. We, we allow ourselves to be oppressed because you're worried about something thinking it's the devil. And one of my cousins is a, is a football coach. And I explained to him, I say, you're afraid of AI. You think it's the devil, so you're not using it. But that competitor that you had, the other coach over there, that other school, he's using AI because he's not oppressed. He hasn't come from oppression's history. And not only he's using it to design plays because AI would mm-hmm. do that for you with mm-hmm. plays. And now he's a super coach. Right. And you're going against a super coach with your old school plays, but he has used AI to help him to determine some new strategies. You keep wondering why you're losing and why they're winning. We are always steps behind because at first we are afraid right. of the new technology or anything that new that comes out. Stop being afraid. Stop being oppressed and make sure that whatever comes out, you figure out how you can use it. It's all about how you use it in an appropriate way and that you're, you practice integrity when you're using it. Cool. That's what's most important. Uh, Dr. Dr. Beasley, uh, hold on to the line. I'm going to go to break. I want to come back. I want to ask one more question when you come back because it is about okay. AI because I think a lot of people confuse AI with everyday life because they're dealing with it now and they have a sense of not believing they're, li- they're not living in the world of AI. We'll be right back with more mm-hmm. Dr. Bisa, the incredible Dr. Bisa, in the paid method. And she's an advocate. She's a leader, and she's a mentor. Be right back with more Money Making Conversation Masterclass. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. You are now tuned into the Money Making Conversations Minute of Inspiration with Rashawn McDonald. Attorney Benjamin Crump is a nationally recognized trial lawyer. He recently led the George Floyd's family legal team. Attorney Benjamin Crump once told me that anyone should sit in a courtroom during a trial and you will clearly see there are two systems of justice. Just because they say it's legal, that doesn't mean it's right. Everything Hitler did to the Jews in Germany was legal, but that didn't make it right. Slavery was legal, but that didn't make it right. And they try to tell us what they did to Trayvon Martin and Breonna Taylor and Eric Gardner and so many others was legal. But I stand on my bullet pulpit every chance I get to remind America, no matter what you say is legal, that doesn't make it right. If you want to hear this full interview with attorney Benjamin Crump, visit MoneyMakingConversation.com. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Before I go, I wanted to ask one question of explanation because a lot of people, you know, when they see AI, they're thinking about actors, they're thinking about robots, they're thinking about images that, that look like them, they're doing their work. But AI, you know, like, like for instance, when my car, like sometimes when the car comes along next to it, it'll beep. Or sometimes if I don't brake fast enough, it'll brake for me. Or, you know, like I said, when you're doing uh, basically uh GPS, that's AI. 
you know, because mm-hmm. it's redirecting you. If you have a traffic jam, that's AI. So a lot of people are living the AI world, but don't understand how they become so comfortable. They just think that's AI is something, some robotic world out there, or some artificial intelligence world of somebody coming in the room looking exactly like them doing their work. Am I right in assuming that's where the confusion is coming from? Yeah, yes. And, and the other confusion, people always assume something is new. You know, Rashawn, if the general public has access to it, once the general public has access to anything, it's been around for a long time. There's right. no way we get it first. Right. So right. it's been around for a very long time. You know, you just got free. So I think people just, you it's been, they've been experiencing it just like you, those examples you gave, and they just didn't know it. So some of the things that we love about, about technology is AI has been available, but we just weren't calling it that at the time. Uh, great. I appreciate you. And again, you know, we got to talk soon because of your, your conversational style and flow. And, you know, I got to find out why people call you a teacher in public. I got to find out. They ain't dressed. You, you're doing something out there, Dr. Beast. Something Dr. Beast. But again, thank you for calling Money Making Conversation Masterclass and being an interview on my show. Okay. Thank you, Rashawn. Always a pleasure. Great. Great. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Money Making Conversations Masterclass. Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rushan McDonald is produced by 3815 Media Inc. More information about 3815 Media Inc. is available at 3815media.com. And always remember to lead with your gifts. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply.